Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon Mm -hmm. because they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It is hour two on this Friday. It's a Mead Friday. It's a Thanksgiving Friday since we won't be here on Thursday and Friday from next week. And in case you're wondering what is on the menu, Tyler, the moderator, and all the backroom guys, they pitched in for the Thanksgiving meal. Everybody had their own specialty. We have the spatchcock maple brine turkey that Tyler, if you're watching, is uh, out there right now checking on. And you could almost smell it from here how good that is. Green bean casserole, stuffing, mashed potatoes, sweet potato marshmallow casserole. You didn't ask for it, but you got it. Cranberry sauce and pumpkin pie. Who's got it better than we do? Nobody. Yeah. Thanksgiving. All right. Uh, Hour two on the program. We will give you a World Cup preview. We did find out some tragic news that apparently Budweiser sent a bunch of Budweiser over there, and then they were told that they're not able to sell the Budweiser at the stadiums. I'm guessing... Budweiser, let's say uh, Cutter ordered this, and then they shipped it over. I don't think that they shipped it over and said, hey, let us know how much you sell. They probably said, all right, we're going to take uh, a couple million dollars worth of Bud. And uh, but, but if you're in your suite, I think you can have Budweiser there as you're watching. It's so hot over there. Man, you're going to need a nice cold beer. Yeah, Paul. There are also some, a couple articles that said there's still fan fest areas outside the stadium's where there will be beer available. Hmm. So they're, but inside the state, maybe they're thinking about the safety, but other World Cups have had beer. Yeah, but a little bit different in Cutter. Sure. Different yeah. rules. Yeah, yeah very, <laughs> very different. Very, very different. Yes, yeah, I wonder too if it just has to do with the TV exposure part of it, right? Like it's, it feels like all of the areas that are going to be on TV the most aren't allowed to have alcohol. Hmm. But if you're in your suite 
And, uh, you know, maybe they, they smoke the windows so nobody can see in there as you're having some parties in there. Right, right. I'm guessing. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. The Titans did what the Titans do. They won the game 27-17. And uh, we've spent a lot of time talking about the Packers as they move forward. And are they going to be on the outside looking in of the playoffs? Looks like that. The Browns and Bills, that game has moved to Detroit because of all the snow. The Bills' practice today has been canceled because of all the snow. They're going to have a Zoom practice, however that works. But that game will be Sunday in Detroit. College football weekend. World Cup starts on Sunday. Aaron Judge, Paul Goldschmidt win the Most Valuable Player Awards. Poll question for hour two, Seton O'Connor. Dan, let me update you on uh, hour one. Oh, okay. Yeah, which we had a, a Ryan Tannehill poll question. Okay. Ryan Tannehill is a blank quarterback. Right. Your options are great, good, below average, no opinion. Mm-hmm. You want to guess? Why well, said no opinion? Right. Seven seven point six percent have no opinion. Only two percent have him as a great quarterback. Seventy three percent say he's good. Okay. He's good. All right. I'm okay with being he a was, good quarterback. He was very he was the best quarterback on the field last night. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Yeah. He threw for three hundred yards. Boom. Uh, yeah, Paul. I like how Seaton delivered. He's good. Like when you're lying and you <laughs> yeah, say no, he's good. How was that sandwich I made for you? It's good. Yeah, it's no, good. It's good. Yeah. no, it's good. No, it's good. He's not bad. He's good. Pure yeah. lie. Yeah. No, he's good. Uh, we'll check in with the, we'll check in with the Packers coming up. Oscar-winning filmmaker Jordan Peele's latest is an epic sci-fi nightmare, and uh, you'll never look at clouds the same way. You can stream Nope now on Peacock. Nope. 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 Yes, Todd. I'm seeing Stefan Diggs just virtually pulled his hammy, but he's day to day. Should be okay for the game. No good. Mm. Not having a virtual practice. He virtually pulled his hand. I know, but we kind of moved on. It was a this just in kind of thing. But when is it this just in? It doesn't well, Why don't you give that to Max Kellerman? I okay. Have done that. Wow, that was harsh. Give it to Max Kellerman. That was tough. And since it's a virtual injury because there's Thank no you. physical contact, he's going to be okay. So that's good news. I'd virtually like for you to shut up. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you know that's going to hurt my feelings on Friday. No, I know. Talk to me like that oh, right before I know. the weekend. But I did tell you, you and Marv, it's neck and neck. Not I think. anymore, obviously. Most valuable Danette. Someone's obviously you, in the lead. You have morning. a month to screw it up. Great. Because right now you're the favorite. I'll yeah? definitely find a way to screw it up. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. Yes, Marv. He's like Larry Coker with the Hurricanes in 01. Look, you're driving a Ferrari. Don't screw it up, all right? <laughs> Team's too good. Make Don't sure screw they, it up. Just make sure they show up on Saturday. Who would have thought a Larry Coker reference? I love that. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah, nobody. You're absolutely right about that. All right. Uh, we say good morning if you're watching on Peacock, and uh, you, that's our streaming partner, and our radio affiliates around the country. We say good morning to you. Uh, Matt in Colorado. Hey, Matt, what's on your mind? Hey, good, good morning, gentlemen, uh, and happy Thanksgiving to all of you guys and your families. Thank you, man. Hope it's a safe and a great holiday. Uh, regarding the Packers, if there is a, a quarterback change coming along, then uh, we may see what kind of lover Aaron Rodgers is. <laughs> okay. See what you did with that little ayahuasca callback there with uh, Jordan Love. Thank you, man. Yeah, at some point. Does Jordan Love get to play this season? Michael in Fort Wayne. Hi, Mike. What's on your mind today? 
Hey, good morning, Dan. Happy Meat Friday. I'd like to answer the poll question for Ryan Tannehill, okay. but uh, I'm going to steer in a slightly different direction by suggesting the Thanksgiving food that he is most like. Okay. Uh, he is okay. His position is important, but most of the time he is not too exciting. Ryan Tannehill is mashed potatoes with no gravy. Okay. All right. So now the question is, what part of Thanksgiving dinner is Ryan Tannehill? I got it. Just defend mashed potatoes for a second here. I don't, I, mean, why, I don't know why we're getting taking personal shots here, but I I gotta have a little bit of gravy on there with Ryan Tannehill or or butter, but it it's more like stuffing. Yeah. It's there if you love it. It's great. I'm not a stuffing guy. Yes, Paul. If we do NFL quarterback comps to Thanksgiving side dishes, we could do a week on that. Okay. That'd be a blast. Okay. We may have to put do an extra show. Mm. <laughs> but. Do you want to be called a turkey? Yeah. That's right. the only thing. You know, Patrick Mahomes would be a turkey. Right, the lead, the lead dog. Yeah. The star of the meal. Yeah. But yeah. see, now really what we're getting down to, though, is that some people are more into the sides than they are the turkey. So to me, if it's like, oh, you're the turkey, like Ryan Tannehill might as well be the turkey. And Kirk Cousins would be the daytime stuff, but he would not yeah. be good at night with the leftovers. He's Le- not a leftover Not guy. a leftover guy. <laughs> that's nighttime. We well, used to have Thanksgiving... Early in the day. That's right. So Kirk D. Cousins, that, that'd be great. Yeah. He great. always dresses like he's going to Thanksgiving dinner, too, <laughs> perpetually. Uh, John in Ohio. Hi, John. What's on your mind? Oh, Dan, thanks for taking my call. 5'9 uh, and uh, shrinking 189. Okay. Uh, thanks to thanks to the Rona. But anyway, uh, hey, I got a couple of things. One is... Uh, you know, I uh, loved the interview uh, with Mike Shashevsky uh, yesterday. I was thinking about Kyrie Irving. Is he more of a big shot Bob or maybe even a, a Steve Kerr career with one big shot uh, versus like a Paul George or a Kevin Durant, somebody you'd want to build around? Oh, no, no. Kyrie's a great player. Steve Kerr and Robert Ory were just situational players. Ory more than a situational player, but that's all Steve Kerr was. Kyrie's a great talent. You would never confuse that with the talent of Steve Kerr. Uh, Kyrie, you know, and Mike Krzyzewski said, look, I love him. Uh, You know, he's had a long-term relationship with him ever since he went to Duke, and he was on the uh, Dream Team, but still trying to figure him out. And and, uh, actually, coming up in the final hour, Chris Haynes, who did the interview with Kevin Durant for Bleacher Report, did a great job. Chris will uh, join us, sort of talk about what that situation is. Because I still get the feeling, is is uh, a trade in play for one of those two guys? And in case you didn't know it, last night Ben Simmons had 15 points. He had a great all-around game. Didn't miss a shot. The average length of his field goals was 1.8 feet. But I'll take it. But I'll take it. That's one of those if I said, man, do you see the numbers for Ben? Do you have Ben Simmons' numbers there, Paulie, with points, rebounds, and assists? Last night? Yeah. I got like 15, 13, and 7. Yeah. You'll take that. And even if you say, well, oh, did he hit some jumpers? No. No. He, 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 his average field goal attempt was, uh, you know, 1.8 feet. Yeah, Seton. How many times did he go to the line? Because that's kind of the flaw with that this. Is, like, if you're getting to the hoop, you're probably going to go to the line a bunch. Paulie? Ben Simmons was 3 for 4 from the uh, line last night. Oh, if he could... If he sniffs 75%. Oh, my God. Let's go, Ben. If he gets upper 60s, low 70s, we're in business here. 
all-star question mark? <laughs> uh, we turn our attention to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Pete Doherty covers the Packers for the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Pete, how would you sum up what happened last night? Oh, there's a couple ways of um, looking at it. I mean, they, they looked like a bad team for a lot of the night, but and I think my take's a very much minority take, but I think Tennessee was a really, really, really tough matchup for them. The Packers are a limited team. They have to be able to run the ball. They just absolutely have to. And this was a team they were not going to run the ball against. You force these guys to throw a weird thing to say with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, right? But you force them to throw. They've been bad all year when they've had to throw a lot. Rodgers threw 37 passes. That right there tells you it was a bad night for the Packers. He's got to be more in the 25 or under range. And they were not going to run the ball against this team. And the Packers' run defense has been borderline brutal a lot of times this year. And they're going against Derrick Henry. Now, they had a decent game against them, but they totally had to sell out to stop the run. And Ryan Tannehill, of all guys, is covering them up because he's going against one-on-one coverage the whole time. So I can't say that this was a stunning loss. They did look bad, but they actually have something going now with Christian Watson that they didn't have even two weeks ago. It's just, it's way too little, too late. I mean, it sure looks like that. What about Rogers' thumb? How serious is it? Had some, you know, wobbly passes there, threw a lot of passes for a guy if he has something serious going on with that thumb. Uh, your thoughts uh, moving forward with that injury? He's had it for, you know, it's got to be at least, i got to go back and look, but probably five weeks or so. And he had it last week, and he was really, really sharp last week. So I can't say that that's very likely the the problem here. It was just uh, he had a bad game accuracy-wise. He missed, you know, three or four throws that you just you got to hit that he's made his living on. And um, But like I said, I thought this was a really, really tough matchup for him to be. You know, Tennessee's not – that good a team you know they're not one of the top five teams in the league but i don't know if you went through the league and picked out the five teams the packers would least want to play they might be on that list at what point does jordan love see some airtime i don't think till they're out of mathematically out of it and then i think they have to give them a look don't they i mean i was a couple weeks ago before the dallas game i was thinking man that's gonna be pretty soon um, and then they played so well against Dallas and gave themselves li- some life. And that's why this was such a – They were, I think they were stunned by getting beat. I think they thought they had really found something and turned the corner. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, they're, they're, I think they're improved from a couple weeks ago. But this was a, a really tough matchup for them. And it's got to be – they got to see what Love can do. If, they, if they're out of it, they've got to see what they have there because they've got to make a decision on the fifth-year option. And they can't have both him and Rodgers on the roster in 24, but they have to make that decision next May. So, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a hard call. I mean, they either have to work out with Rodgers that he's going to retire or that they might have to deal him or they'd have to deal love. I mean, they, they have to do something there. Well, let me go back to what you were saying about Rodgers. The likelihood he comes back, given what this season has been, we always hear athletes say, or we think they're going to say, well, you can't go out this way. Well, can Aaron Rodgers go out this way? I I just, I find it really, really hard to believe that he'll retire. There's probably several reasons, but one of them is 
He's got a $59 million guaranteed contract. As long as he doesn't retire, somebody's going to have to pay him that 59 mil. I mean, how many people would walk away, are going to walk away from that? I'm thinking he also, and he's not going to, if, if Brady retires this offseason, he's not going to want to retire the same offseason he does. I mean, they're both going to go in the Hall of Fame on their first shot. You know, I don't think he's going to want to be the, the number two guy at that Hall of Fame ceremony. Do you so think, think Brady is going to retire? Oh, I don't, I don't know if he will or not. <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe he'll be playing 30 years from now. I, you don't, know? <laughs> I don't know. It feels like if you said who's going to retire first, I might say Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. a couple weeks ago, I was thinking Brady's probably going to retire, and all of a sudden, you know, things change so fast in this league. I mean, two weeks is like a lifetime in this league sometimes. Yeah, I just wonder. As It felt like Devontae Adams left, and then – the Packers lost their identity or like, now what do we do? And who's our go-to guy? I can't, I can't pin it all on Devontae Adams, who, by the way, the Raiders aren't any good either. And he was supposed to go there and help them. You know, they're, they're receiving cores young. They got new guys. It's not just overflowing with talent. I don't think it's as bad as everybody thinks it is. And Christian Watson certainly has talent. He's been hurt almost the whole time. This Romeo Dobbs, I don't know if you saw him at all. Uh, he was their fourth-round pick. There's real ability with this guy. I mean, this guy can play. Now, he's out with a high ankle sprain. He's missed, I think this was his third game, so he's going to miss at least one more, I would guess, maybe a couple more. But actually going into next year, if they finish pretty decently, they're probably going to feel like they have something going because those are two pretty talented young receivers. You seem really calm, Pete. I just woke up, Dan. I didn't get to bed till three. So <laughs> and by the way, with the background here, you look like you're in heaven. You look like you, you, you're an angel. I don't feel like it. It's awful cold outside right now. Uh, it's great to talk to you, and uh, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. All right, thanks for having me. That's uh, Pete Doherty, covers the Packers for the Green Bay Press Gazette. He, he kind of, you know, has that. You know, that light backlit there. <laughs> like St. Peter's yes. sitting next to him. St. Pete. No, he yeah. is St. Pete. Yeah, yeah. St. Pete there. Pete, Welcome. It's, it's your time. Oh, come in. Welcome to the Pearly <laughs> Gates. Well, thank you, Pete. <laughs> He's very calm. Like, all right, nothing. Yeah, don't worry about it. So what? You know. Uh, <laughs> Pete Doherty from the Afterlife and the <laughs> Green Bay and the Green Bay Press Gazette. <laughs> Right, well, at least a season ticket would open yeah. up for somebody. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll uh, get to more phone calls coming up. We'll check in on the World Cup, get a preview. Uh, Seton's all excited about this. Let's go. Seton gave me a bunch of questions to Let's... ask our guest, Tab Ramos, coming up. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. All right, everybody. 
game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, I haven't I mean, even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. World Cup starts on Sunday, and we thought Tab Ramos, one of the uh, greatest soccer players we've ever produced, would be able to help us. The head coach of Hartford Athletic and working for Telemundo is their World Cup analyst, and he joins us on the program from Qatar. Thanks for joining us, Tab. Uh, set the scene there of what you expect the World Cup to be like over the next uh, few, few days, weeks. Hi, Dan. Thank you for having me on. Um, well, I expect it to be extremely competitive. You know, teams have been getting closer to each other. Uh, many of them within their confederations had a real tough time to get here. Uh, and I think it'll be a tough competitive uh, tournament from the get-go. Your favorites, let's say top three favorites are? Uh, tough, uh, top three would be Brazil, Argentina, and France. Those are the teams that likely have the most talent and the ones that are most ready uh, to potentially win the tournament. Give me your sneaky team or teams. Sneaky team likely that no one is talking about, Denmark. Denmark has the talent. 
Uh, Denmark had a great qualifying round, but it's not one that people mention when they talk about potential winners or, or, or teams that could upset other teams to get to finals, such as could be Portugal, it could be Holland, it could be those teams. I think, I think Denmark could be the dark horse. If I haven't seen the United States play, how would you describe them going into this tournament? Uh, U.S. is a team that's that's very athletic. It's dynamic. Uh, they have good athletes, fast. Uh, they're good in transition. Uh, and now, you know what? They have players who technically are, are, are very good. This this U.S. team can can basically compete against any team, uh, any team in the world right now. We also look at youth uh, differently sometimes. It's you're too young or sometimes you're so young you don't know any better and you just play differently. You got the United States, I think, the youngest team in the World Cup, or certainly one of the youngest. Um, how do they use that to their advantage? Yeah, so here's the thing about the U.S. team. So it's I, it's the second youngest team at the World Cup, um, yet is is a team with a lot of experience. You know, we have players who play on, on big clubs around the world who are used to playing big games week in and week out. And although it's the second youngest team here and likely the youngest team we have ever had, uh, it's probably the most experienced team that we have had. The one player on the United States that as he goes, the team will go is who? Well, I think it's going to have to be Christian Pulisic. You know, Christian Pulisic is the star. Christian Pulisic will likely be the captain of the team. Um, unfortunately, Christian Pulisic hasn't really done well for the national team over the last year and a half. You know, there's been other guys that have been pulling this team hard, and I think this is the time where the best player on the team has to be the best player on the team, and that's Christian Pulisic. All right, give me the realistic expectations there for Team USA. Yeah, realistic expectations would be that, you know, when I match up player by player, uh, the U.S. squad compared to the Wales squad, we are better. When I match up player by player, U.S. squad versus Iran, we are better. When I match us up against England, we're likely not. So if we're second in the group, we should get into the second round. I think the problem is that the U.S. team has not done much to give us the confidence that they can really win those two games that they're supposed to win. I'm hoping that they can turn it around, that they're ready to go, that they're excited to show their best because we have not seen their best. How would you describe Cutter? Uh, it's, it's fabulous. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's a country that's basically... You know the feeling when there's uh, you go and see a brand new house, you go into a new community and you're shopping for a new house. This is sort of what it's like. It's, <laughs> it's taking the keys to a brand new house, uh, and Qatar is brand new. Expensive, though, those houses, though. Uh, there's no question. You're buying in a, in, a, in a good part of town. The weather, does weather play an issue uh, when the games are held? No, I don't think it will. I don't think it will. We have days here. Just about every day, the highest temperature is about 92, 93 degrees. The lowest is about 75 to 70, somewhere in that range. And most of the games are played at night. U.S. has all three games, I believe, at 10 p.m. starts, which will put them in the, in the mid to low 70s uh, at game starts. So I, I don't think the weather will be an issue at all. When you were on Team USA, the best team you ever faced, best player you ever faced was who? Well, likely the best team we ever faced is probably Italy in 1990 when we had to play them in Rome. Um, you know, when it comes to the best player, 
it's hard to pick because we played against a lot of good players. But I would have to say maybe uh, Pibe Valderrama in 1994, he was at his best. Uh, and he was playing for a Colombia team that was selected to be one of the favorites for that World Cup. Uh, and we knocked them out when we beat them. How were the fans to you in Rome when you're uh, facing Italy? Well, look, I mean, we, we had come, you know, we we're a bunch of young guys, no experience. We, we, we were basically tourists in, when, we went to, <laughs> when we went to Italy. And uh, we arrived after losing to Czech Republic the first game, 5-1. Uh, and all we saw when we looked out of our bus was fans going like this for, you know, we're going to beat you 10-0. Uh, so they thought it was going to be an easy game. You know, we managed to lose only 1-0, but for us, that was pretty much like a victory at the time. How important is that uh, match against England? It's huge. I think it's huge because I think it it can it can sort of getting a good result against England in that game. Um, it can it can put us at that place where we can really dream about what this team can do in this World Cup. Um, I think we have the talent for it, and uh, and I'm hoping that that England game is a great game. Even if we even if we were to lose that game by one goal, if we could see that up and down transition game where we really match up against them. Um, that would give us a lot of confidence going into a second round. Tab, thank you. Uh, have fun over there. We appreciate your time. Thank you for having me on. That's uh, Tab Ramos. He's uh, looks like he's on a balcony there in a high rise overlooking a city. Could be any city in the world, but uh, that's a very nice look. Nice perch that he had there. All shiny. It feels like everything's shiny and new over there. But uh, Tab was a former midfielder. He's in the uh, Soccer Hall of Fame, head coach of Hartford Athletic, now working for Telemundo. And uh, the World Cup starts on Sunday. We'll get some phone calls here. Are we going to have World Cup picks? Didn't, Seton, you have a bet? Somebody took uh, Brazil and France and you got the rest of the field? Does that sound right? I think so. Yeah, I got to go back and look at that. Yeah, I, th- I thought that there was a, a bet there. Yes, yes. Paul. We're all rooting for the Team USA. Should we pick a backup team? Like, I don't know if Iceland made it, but that seems like a team would be fun. I, I vaguely recall somebody picked France the last time we had the World Cup. Hello? Nailed it. Yes, I did. I remember. Actually, Paulie picked Croatia, too, which was a hell of a pick. I did? Yeah. That was like, like whoa, dude. <laughs> no recollection. Yeah. yeah. I do remember we backed Iceland last time. Yes, we, we did. And, and I think they sent us some, some kits. Uh, Wales. I would be rooting for Wales, but Wales plays the United States. Uh, We're going to no. whale on them. Oh, okay. Bloop, bloop. <laughs> yeah, sure. That game, that's by far the most important game. The, the game against England is like the shiny one that's mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, that's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to get the big TV audience. Mm-hmm. But the Wales game is absolutely must win for the United States. Okay. Yep. Back to the studio. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, bit of I have some candidates for teams we could pick. And my thought is, if we're really nice to this team, maybe like the Tourism Bureau will like say, hey, look at the Dan Patrick show. Uh, Switzerland. They're kind of, you know, plus 10,000. We can get down on that if you want. What about Ivory Coast? Are they in there? They're not. No, they're not. Can okay. we fire up the uh, Irish Americans for World Cup justice again, uh, please? They're not <laughs> they got the... robbed again this time. Yeah, I know. Ronaldo, what? of all people, too, is the one that garbage. But but you, uh, Messi's going to be playing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Ronaldo's playing, too. Oh, he's Port- going Portugal's to... in the World Cup. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. We get back to the Netherlands. They've got a chance. They're a little. They're not. They're not pesky. We usually go with the pesky. Mm. Like, uh, is Ivory Coast in there? No, they're not. Okay. No. I got <laughs> more. Yes, that. I know. I thought I'd ask again. Yeah. Costa Rica. They're the least. Uh, they're the Mister Irrelevant right now. Seems like a nice place. Okay. Well, 
Uh, Giselle and Tom have a well. Giselle has a house there right. in Costa Rica. He has half a house. I don't know if Tom has the house. There. Cameroon, Cameroon, Rigaroon, Ryan Young song. Can we play? Can we find Gary Miller's soccer breakdown? Maybe, maybe we'll play that in the final hour. Beto. Soccer breakdown in three. <laughs> I hate soccer. <laughs> Canada. We like Canada. We're pro Canada. Yeah. The red card is the calling card. card. FIFA, <laughs> soccer's governing okay. body. He started out when he said <laughs> FIFA instead of FIFA. <laughs> I'm going to try so, this one last time. <laughs> Gary, Gary Miller, Sports Center anchor at the time, and he had to voice over soccer. And Gary probably wasn't. No, wait. No, he not probably wasn't, but he wasn't the uh, uh, soccer guy. And I just remember. So we're we're listening to Gary. He was voicing this over. He's recording it. Do you have it, Marv? Okay. Here's Gary Miller. Soccer breakdown in three, two, one. FIFA soccer's governing body. <laughs> three, two, one. FIFA soccer's three, two, one. The red card has become the calling card for this year's tournament. Seven ejections for uh, three, two, one. Witness Romania's Ian Bladu against the Swiss. Is or through three, two, one. Cameroon's Rigoberg <laughs> Bananyag. Three, two, one. Cameroon's Rigoberg Bayangang Za Da Da Bayangang Song. Three, two, one. Cameroon's Rigoberg Banyangzong. <laughs> Bayan Yang Song. Three, two, one. Two. Get out of here. Two is guilt through it. Two. How long is this tape? Three. <laughs> two. One. 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 Cameroon's Rigoberg Banyan Song provided a breakaway from Brazil's Babeto. A oh, God almighty, I hate soccer! Cameroon's Rigoberg Banyan Yang Song. I'm better try that one last time two one cameroon's rigoberg banyan nyong song oh, i hate this chalk up bolivia's luis cristaldo for both on three two one but the most notable red card of the tournament came when italian goaltender john luca paulyuka 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 the mother three two one but the flurry of red cards thus far has taught coaches and players alike to control their play if they'd like to control their fate in this tournament. When I left ESPN, one of the one of the things that I wanted to take with me was that, and we had to get it out of the building. Legendary Gary Miller, Rigaroom Ryung Young Sung. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. 
Pauly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course you know us as the host of the number one rated Pauly and Tony Fusco show. World renowned. We all know you're sick and tired of these stupid sports shows where the hosts say stupid things like Tom Brady's the GOAT. Or LeBron James is good at basketball, which he is clearly not. See, we give you smart takes. Yeah. And we also bring on so-called famous guests from across the sports world and show them why we know much more than they do. You're off the show! Are you serious? Listen to the Polly and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up, this episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. We'll talk to our good buddy Chris Haynes, NBA on TNT and NBA insider for Bleach Report. Had a sit down with Kevin Durant. Durant had some interesting comments. And I was watching the game against Portland last night. 
And I don't know how many times can we check with uh, our stats guy, John Tuvey? How many times has Kevin Durant's jumper been blocked in his career? Because Jeremy Grant got it and he was in Durant's face last night. It's rare when you see Durant corralled and you had that last night. This program uh, brought to you by the great folks at Mercedes. Style runs in the family. Athleticism runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The 2022 Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Learn more. MBUSA.com. couple of the headlines. Titans handled the Packers by 10. The Browns and Bills are moving to Detroit. The Bills can't practice today. You know, you start to look at this and go, okay, Buffalo would have been fine playing in Buffalo against the Browns. You don't have Deshaun Watson. Now you have to go to Detroit. So you've taken away an advantage there. Now it's a neutral site. You've taken your great crowd out of this. And this is a Buffalo team trying to figure things out. Maybe Cleveland one day wakes up and goes, you know what? We're supposed to be a lot better than what we are. It shouldn't be just based on when we get Deshaun Watson back. World Cup starts on Sunday. Aaron Judge, Paul Goldschmidt win the Most Valuable Player Awards. By the way, the guy who caught the record-breaking home run ball that broke the Yankees record, the 62nd home run ball by Aaron Judge, he's going to take it to auction. Uh, Reportedly offered $3 million for that baseball, turned it down, and now it's going to go to auction. And I started to wonder about this. I asked Paulie if he could find out some background information. If you take it to an auction house, does the person who's putting the item up have to pay the auction house or the person who's buying the item pay the auction house? I checked in with a buddy, Darren Vell from the Action Network. He says it, it varies. The, usually the buyer pl- pays the premium for the ball or the charge for the, for the item. So like if you're selling it and the bid is $3.5 million, you should get 3.5 from the auction house. And if there's a 10% charge, buyer's charge, the buyer would pay that. Now, it's negotiable, but usually the seller has all the bargaining power because different nego- uh, auction houses want that, that baseball, the, the judge ball. So, Okay, over under $3 million that this sells for. Because he, he's betting that it's going to be over $3 million. I'm sure somebody's told him you'll get over $3 million. After taxes, of course, it's going to be a lot less. Yeah, Paul. Darren Vell also said he thinks it's a dumb risk because it could go for less because it's not a record-setting ball. It is not beating Barry Bonds. And as hot as it was at the time three or four weeks ago, it may have cooled as a memorabilia item. Yes, Tom. I think he got greedy. I'm going to go 2.65. 2.65. Yeah, there you go. All right. Closest to the hole. Uh, seat no Connor. <laughs> Let's see. I have Mark McGuire's number 70 going for $3 million. So is that where they're starting the baseline? They shouldn't because that was a crazy time. That's when everybody was caught up in the home run chase, uh, you know, the baseballs and collecting them. What was it, Todd McFarlane? He was the one who was spending all that money. But that was $3 million in 98? Eight or 9? Yeah, 98. Yeah. I'm going to go... Uh... 3.75. Whoa! Yeah, I'm okay. I'm going to go over now. All right. All right. Marv, over under $3 million for this baseball. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go 274. Okay, 274. Yes. <laughs> Paulie? I'm going to go under. I'm going to go $1.9 million. Okay. $1. $4.5. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going under as well, but there could be, you know, that outlier who says, I got to have it. I'm a Yankee fan, and I want that baseball. 
Maybe his name is Aaron Judge. Mm. Uh, is Chris Haynes there, ready to join he us? sure is. The popular reporter, sideline reporter, NBA on TNT, an insider for Bleacher Report, sat down with Kevin Durant recently. Chris, good to see you again. Explain to me how you reach out and you get Kevin Durant to sit down for an interview. How long you'd, had you been working on that? I text, well, first of all, thanks for having me, DP. Um, I text KD probably about two or three days before um, – he was to come to Sacramento, where I'm based, where I have a home out, out there in Sacramento, and uh, let him know I wanted to talk to him. I wanted to, you know, try to get him after the game or before the game. And a lot of times, you know, KD's often busy. Sometimes he sees the text, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to put it on his radar. So I did that. He n- never got a response. So I'm like, okay, I, I'm pretty sure he saw it, but I'll try to get with him at the game. So I arrived at the arena. And Mark Spears, my brother at Anscape, he was there, and we both wanted to chat with KD. So we bumped into KD before he was to take the court for his pregame um, workout. So we talked to him, chopped it up, and we haven't seen KD in probably about a year. And so we told him, like, look, we would like to have some time with you. And he was like, no problem, no problem. I got you, brothers. I'll get you after the game. So this, this was actually after the game. And it wasn't a time when, in which he, um, excuse me, it wasn't a time in which he felt like venting because of a loss, um, because, you know, he was frustrated. This was already set. Okay. And so I, spoke, I got with him after the game. We spoke for about 15 minutes. Anything off limits? No. I think if you, I think you saw the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, not, what jumped out at you, Chris? from what Durant had to say? Well, I think what jumped out, I think he knew the the line of questioning that I was going to come forth with. Uh, What jumped out to me was that for whatever reason, he was just prepared to answer those questions. We never really knew why he requested a trade. Um, You know, he goes into details about how he was going to Steve Nash and telling him, look, I don't think we're prepared properly, properly. We're not doing enough practice. We're not doing enough shell drills. Uh, We're not spending enough time on defense. And, you know, KD, like one thing about covering this guy for, I don't know, half a decade, longer than that, uh, on a day-to-day basis, that I know that he's one of the most tireless workers we have in the superstar class in the NBA. And so he really does value um, what it takes to compete at a championship level. He he values the preparation. And so for him saying that speaks volumes. And I know there is a quote out there that he said where he mentions his teammates about, you know, he talked about the starting five that they brought out there in Sacramento. And basically what he was saying is that, you know, there's all this, there's all this scrutiny on a team that isn't whole. You know, when he, and that's why he mentioned those names. He's like, what are you expecting from that group? He wasn't mentioning it as a disrespect. He's basically saying that these are guys that are, were not supposed to be starting five caliber guys. It's, they were supposed to be complimentary players, and we're doing the best that we can to maximize that group. And in that quote, right after that quote, he says, I'm enjoying playing basketball with them. I'm enjoying getting getting to see – the defenses that teams are throwing against me, and I'm trying to figure it out, navigate it, 
and work my guys into it. And he's saying he's having a, probably one of the most fun times of his career. So that part gets left out in him naming um, that starting five. But, you know, I, I, I was just, you know, I really was. I got to be honest. I was just taken back by how, um, how upfront he was willing to go that night. How much blame does he take for what has happened there? I mean, he, he definitely has to shoulder some of the blame. I mean, obviously. But does he? I mean, I, I he helped build this and then wanted to leave. And, yeah. and And that's what I said. Look, you want to be a leader. A leader would stay and say, how do we fix this? Not, I want to, I want to check out. Well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I buy that DP because we've, we've always had superstars that requested trades. And so, you know, it does come a point to where what you sign up for doesn't materialize. But he wanted uh, Steve so- Nash. I mean, they wanted DeAndre Jordan for God's sakes. You got Kyrie. You, I mean, he, he helped build this. Not every superstar gets to build a team. Pick your coach, and and KD did. He he did, but again, it didn't work out. Um, Steve Nash was obviously somebody who didn't have experience as a head coach before. It just didn't pan out. And I think you have to remember, Steve Nash was with the Golden State Warriors on a part-time basis. And, you know, that's when I was in the Bay Area. So I saw the relationship that bonded. Uh, and was forged between those two. And so I think maybe KD felt like, you know, Steve Nash being in, in the Warriors infrastructure, seeing how they get down on a preparation basis, I, I think he felt like, you know, Steve Nash would implement some of those same things there in Brooklyn. And, and, it, and it didn't work out. Um, you know, obviously you got the James Harden situation that that went south. He was in for a hot minute and out. <laughs> the Ben Simmons ha- hasn't worked out. Kyrie Irving, look. Yes, we, we there were signs. And I, you know, I actually, you know, I remember um when Kevin Durant was a free agent, I went to his he had a house, rented a house in the Beverly Hills um that summer, and I went over there to do a story on him. And you know, this was I think this was right before, it might have been right after he chose um um the Nets. And I, I asked him, I'm like, what's your comfort level with Kyrie at that point? Because at the time we saw what happened with Cleveland. And we saw what happened to Boston. And I believe at that time he, he told me that, you know, we just don't understand Kyrie. You know, he's a hooper. He's just like me. He's somebody who just wants to play basketball. So I, the impression I got that he felt like Kyrie was misunderstood. So definitely you have to um, put some onus on Kevin Durant because he did have a lot of say-so. But ultimately, he doesn't make the final call. The final calls are from the head coach and from management. And it's just things that he felt that he signed up for didn't ultimately materialize. And that's what led him to request a trade over the summer. Talking to Chris Haynes, NBA on TNT, sideline reporter, insider for Bleacher Report. What is the likelihood that Kyrie Irving is not with this team later on, maybe uh, in the next couple of months? Do you think Kyrie's here for this entire season? I do. Okay. I do. Uh, but know, is he untradeable, and that's why he's going to be there? <laughs> <laughs> hey, DP, that's why you're good at what you do, man. That's why. <laughs> that's why you're the best, man. Uh, let me let me answer that question. No, so he will. Sources told me he will. Is expected to return this Sunday against the Memphis Grizzlies. That will be the Brooklyn Nets' first home game after this road trip. 
with that being said, you know, look, it, I can't I can't sit here and lie to you and say that there's much there's much value in trading for Kyrie. I, I haven't I, I'm on the phones with a lot of teams. His name is not really coming up. You know, even for the Los Angeles Lakers, who he was tied to for much much of the offseason. Um, that's just not something I'm hearing right now. Um, to answer your question, B Peace. But if you're talking about beyond this season, do I see Kyrie with the Nets? That that's really hard to see. I, I can't imagine a scenario where where he would be a member of the Nets by next season. I'll leave you with this. We brought this up uh, yesterday or the day before. Is Kyrie Irving a Hall of Famer? Ooh, I think if his season were to end now, I'm not saying he's not deserving, but I think if the if if his career were to end now. I don't think he would get the votes to, to get in. He's still young enough. I believe he's 30. So he's still young enough to get six or seven more dominant years under his belt yeah. and try to get behind just all this drama we've seen over the last five years. There's still time enough to solidify that spot. But I think if it were to, his career were to end right now, I don't think he would have the support. Are you putting in a request to interview Kyrie? <laughs> uh, Ky- Kyrie know I'm available. Kyrie knows I'm <laughs> Is available. Kyrie available? That's what I want to know. And that, well, you know, that's, that's a different <laughs> question. That's, that's a different question right there. But, uh, you know, I, I think at some point, you know, there's, there's a few requirements or maybe one requirement left um, before he's able to play Sunday. I do believe he will have to speak to members of the media before – he plays Sunday games, so that's something to look out for. Uh, before I let you go, uh, Marvin is controlling the playlist today with the cookout. And uh, Marvin, uh, do you want to tell – well, Chris, do you have a playlist for a cookout? For a cookout? So when I think of a cookout, DP, I'm, I'm thinking about throwing something on that grill, throwing a slab of ribs on the grill. No, music. Rocking out. Music. Marvin, give Music. give Chris. I, I'm a go. I'm a, uh, hold on. I'm gonna have Marvin give you his playlist today that we're playing. Okay. All right. All right. So we got uh, Frankie Beverly and Maze. Before I let go, <laughs> uh, got to give it up. Marvin Gaye, Lakeside, Fantastic Voyage. Okay. Uh, and then oh, I had Shalimar, Night to Remember, and uh, Parliament, Flashlight. Okay. What I was about to say before you you mentioned those 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 songs, I was going to go seventies. Mm-hmm. Anytime you having a cookout, a barbecue, seventies music gets the job done. <laughs> it, it gets everybody in the mood, and most of those songs he mentioned were the seventies, if, if not all of them. So that's that's how I would rock out. All right, just want to make sure because uh, when I go to Marvin's cookout next summer, I just want to make sure that I'm ready when I get there. Okay, DP Marvin, I will say this, Marvin. You got to play the Cupid Shuffle and get DP in on the dance. Oh, boy. That's, that's something you got. You got to throw Cupid Shuffle in there. Well, I was going to say, Chris, if he knew the words to Frankie Beverly and Maze before I let go, somebody going to fix him a plate. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, have you ever been to the Cozy in Indianapolis? I never have, no. Okay. I went in there and realized that uh, – I was in the minority when I went in there, but I, 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 I said, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to 
go in and get a beer. Next thing I know, they did the um, like the Soul Train where they line up on both sides, yep. and yep. then you got to dance down the middle yes. of it. And I thought, you know what? Let's go. And I was with a, <laughs> I was with a producer of mine, Charlie Moynihan. I said, Charlie, let's go. And I. I remember acting like I was on a horse and spanking my backside as I'm heading down yeah. the, yeah. And I'm like, all right, we're good. And everybody was like, all right, you're all right. You're, we're good with you. And DP, it only lasts for a few seconds. I know in your mind, it may feel like an eternity going down that line. It's, it's over in a few seconds and, and you're accepted. So, so run with it, DP. Yeah, this was when Indiana was in the NBA Finals, and I thought, all right, let's go get a beer. I just done, <laughs> I, I just hung out with Mark Jackson, Reggie Miller. We walked over there, and I walked in. It's one of those like uh, Animal House. Otis, my man, and I, you know, you walk in, and everybody turned around. And I'm like, I'm walking to the bar. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get a beer, and uh, I, I needed Stuart Scott there. I think with me. I, that would have been awesome. DP, man, you, you always invite to my barbecue, my cookouts, man, anytime. Uh, congrats on the interview there, Chris. Always great to talk to you. DP, take care, brother. Now that's Chris Haynes, works for uh, Bleacher Report, also TNT, the NBA on TNT. Yeah, I walked in, and you can't walk out, but I walked in. It's called the Cozy. I don't even know if it's still there in downtown Indianapolis. But I said, you know what? We're in here. And then all of a sudden they started. What's the line called there? Do you, they, Soul Train line. Soul Train line. Yeah. Okay. They started and I thought, and then somebody next to me goes, uh, you probably should dance. And then I go, oh my God, here we go. Let me get a shot of Jägermeister. Now we're ready to go. They didn't have Jägermeister, by the way. <laughs> they didn't have Jägermeister I'll, there. I'll have a uh, peppermint schnapps. Yes, uh, we don't have that. Goldschlager, <laughs> no, we don't have that either. All right, let me take a break. <laughs> I'll have a Long Island iced tea, please. Yes, please. <laughs> Something with an umbrella. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go... You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.